0: Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler.
1: Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're so glad you're here. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is with us, and between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And in these shows uh, this year, we're really focusing on our new book that we are researching, Emotional Brilliance, How to Live a Fearless Life. And we're really focusing on what top performers do in the moment to be a top performer. What kind of emotions do they experience? How do they gear themselves up for a top performance? How can we... get a better understanding of what to do with these emotions. What is an emotional brilliance performance? What emotions are most challenging for you? And how do we manage these emotions? What strategies and hacks can we learn from them? And so that's going to be the focus of our, our today. Kathy and I are going to talk about um, some of these concepts and some of the tools that we hope will be beneficial for you. And, Kathy, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Raleigh. Today is going to be a very powerful program for our listeners. Uh, As you said, we're going to be talking about emotions and the science uh, of emotions. And um, hopefully, at the end of today's program, our listeners will get a better understanding of the direction our new book is taking. And we'll look forward to learning more, and hopefully they will be tuning in because we're going to be uh, doing more and more on the book uh, over the next few shows. So uh, we want to try to share as much as we can with those of you who have uh, been with us for a while. And uh, for those of you who haven't, uh, we hope that you'll be getting some some new, if you will, master-level uh, coach Insight. And while we're on that subject, uh, Relly, I'd like to introduce you to our listeners if that's okay with you. Sure. All right, great. So for uh, our listening audience, many of you know Dr. Relly Nadler. Um, he's a master level certified executive coach and a psychologist and a corporate leadership and team trainer. And as you know, uh, Dr. Nadler's top ranked book leading with emotional intelligence, is one of the mainstays of many professional coaches, uh, as well as personal coaches and executives. And it provides hundreds of tools and and great strategies to help every individual develop their own star performance across industries. And of course, we all want to be the best that we can um, with our emotions uh, and with our emotional intelligence. So he also has his leadership keys field guide. It's available on Amazon It's a book or an ebook. You can also get his free Iapp leadership keys. And you can find many of his great tips and tools not only in that set of leadership keys videos, but on EI Central. And that's where Relly uh, really gives away a lot of his information from his popular blog on Psychology Today, his keynote speaking on emotional intelligence and his executive coaching. So go to E I Central, E I C E N T R A L, and put in the number three eight four seven zero. Three eight four seven zero. Or visit him at doctor Rellymadler rcom com. Mm-hmm. D R R E L L Y N A D L E R Relly, um, I think we are, you know, getting uh, into the need uh, of some of the most important and critical elements of success, uh, and i 'm really excited for today 's show because we 're going to really share some deep tips and tools to help people really be their best and uh,
1: kathy i 'm excited about you know this journey that we 're on, and I think we both kind of stimulate each other around uh, emotions and the research and are interviewing you know top leaders and authors and experts are, around this. And I just want to let people know that uh, you are an expert in many, many ways around positive psychology and the science of courage. And for folks who don't know, Dr. Kathy Greenberg is the founder of four different consultancies and three leadership institutes. And she supports behavioral research while offering some of her friendly tips and tools. Kathy has a, uh, a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now that you can get. And her latest number one selling book is based on her work with special operations. So Kathy brings an incredible experience of, of working with folks who have to be brilliant in the moment. And as we go through this, some of the stories and things we're going to be talking about uh, is really from you know Kathy's work with um, our special operations, people in the military, law enforcement, um, FBI. And her book... Uh, Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus, is available uh, on Amazon. And if you go to Kathy's website, www.fearlessleadersquiz.com, you can take a, a quiz and get a bunch of free downloads about your talent. So with that, Kathy, I want to say one word about our show. We just got our new stats for the year, and so now we're in 41 41- Uh, Countries, 125 cities. We've had over 300,000 downloads in the last year. So I think we're, you know, getting close to approaching, probably, you know, since we've been doing this for the 12, 13 years, probably three or four million uh, downloads. So we're excited about that, and we want to continue to share um, our tips and tools. So one of the things I wanted to say, you know, our book, Emotional Brilliance. Kathy came up with that. Term, and we've been thinking about how do we describe it. As you know, both Kathy and I uh, use emotional intelligence tools to uh, work with the leaders and executives we're with. And so, when you think about emotional intelligence, the bigger, broader focus is what do you know about yourself? How do you manage yourself? What do you know about others? How do you manage others? And there's a series of of competencies and actions and skills with that. As we're talking about emotional brilliance, we're trying to come up with the metaphor of what is that? And so some of the things that we've come up with is it's the perfect response in the situation in where you can bring your strengths and capabilities to master that situation. So in the moment, it's the perfect response that comes out of your mouth or decisions or communications. So, if we kind of zoom in and zoom out, you know, all the emotional uh, intelligence things that we know, depending on the model, there's 15 competencies or 18 competencies. That could be the map. What's emotional brilliance? It's really zooming in to where you are at, at your home and some of the strengths that we're going to zero, you know, and kind of what, you know, what's at your home? Where are you most comfortable? What are the strengths? If emotional intelligence is the bigger target, the emotional brilliance is the bullseye. And so how do we kind of zoom in on that? If uh, emotional intelligence is the mag-wide as far as kind of the the light focus, the emotional brilliance is the mag-tight, like zeroing in on that. And our goal is to help you and the goal of the book, how do you expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. So that's really our focus and vision, you know, of this of this book. And you yeah, know, Kathy, and I we... also
2: say that Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, really. didn't mean no, to <laughs> cut you off there. I just wanted to add that, you know, some of us aren't as gifted uh, as others in our ability to focus on the right emotion. I, I think you'd agree with that, right? Some of us get hijacked. Right. And one of the beautiful things about what we're going to be talking about today and what we're writing about uh, in the new book on emotional brilliance is, as you said, it's helped to help individuals expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. But, And I want to be real clear with our listening audience. There are times when I'm not at my best. There are times when... Uh, it's been a very stressful day and uh, something happens, whether I'm at the airport or walking into my home and there's a flood <laughs> that I didn't know about. You've kinda uh, gone or, through that I um, know. <laughs> right, you know, so so it's also not only knowing and we're gonna talk about this in the show today, not only knowing where our sweet spots are that we can go to, and we're gonna talk about our go to emotions, but it's It's recognizing when those go-to emotions are not necessarily serving us. Right. And being ready, as we like to say, to make our secret sauce, right? Make our secret sauce for each of us to go to the strength that we need when we need it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I know that one of my go-to strengths uh, is, um, is being flexible. Mm. And, you know, my Achilles heel, right? That thing that prevents me from being flexible is being surprised. One of the things I need to start thinking about before I walk into my house after being away on a trip and having been exposed <laughs> to a, a flood, uh, for example, as I have been, uh, with a clogged toilet while I was away, you, you have to really start thinking about okay, I'm going to be flexible and I'm going to be empathetic to myself, right? Because this is going to be my secret sauce, flexibility and empathy or flexibility and problem solving, right? So what today's show really is about for me is developing my own secret sauce and everybody's Mm -hmm. secret sauce is going to be different. How's that sound?
1: No, that's good. So let me kind of zero in on what you're saying. So for you, and we want to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you where mine are but I think you know for people to get an idea of in the moment so for you you said flexible and I've seen that with you and problem solving anything like it uh, sounds like you knew about this kind of crisis ahead of time what do you do to prepare yourself for that I mean maybe another way of saying that how do you bring to the forefront if we're talking about that zeroing in your flexibility and problem solving before you enter that is there anything that you kind of do to Uh, activate
2: that? Yep, and we'll talk about more of how we get to that secret sauce in our own emotional world of being emotionally brilliant in the moment. And um, so much more to share with our listeners. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We'll be right back.
4: and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for cancer treatment centers of america for free tips and downloads visit kathy's award-winning book site what happy or for distinctive learning practical solutions and proven results for your business visit kathy greenberg at h2cleadership.com that's h2cleadership.com
0: We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now,
1: let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Kathy and I are talking about emotional brilliance. What is that? And if you think about a target, what we're looking at in the very middle circle is kind of what is your primary strength? What's your go-to strengths around emotional brilliance? Kathy was uh, talking about flexibility and problem-solving, and then how does that lead her to <clears throat> employ those? And thinking about that for me, my middle target or my emotional brilliance would be when I can bring empathy to the situation. And so empathy is that middle target for me, my go-to. And then as you expand that, what does that allow me to do? It really allows me to be curious with whoever I'm interacting with or even my own thoughts. The curiosity allows me to suspend my judgment on things. and um, So that would be my next one. So we're working on on empathy, curiosity, and then what's the behavior that I do that is to listen more, ask more kind of clarifying questions, either with whoever I'm with or... Um, for myself. And so in our book, we're going to help you kind of expand on that so you have an idea of you know, what's, what is your key go-to strength and then how do you use that?
2: Yeah, and it's so important really because you know, we've been telling our listeners for a very long time that emotions are truly contagious and that, that leaders are the thermostat of their team, uh, of their division, uh, of their organization, um, we see over and over that the key to being a star performer, you know, someone who's performing in that top 10%, is that emotional intelligence. And a lot of people always ask. They do. I'm sure you've heard it uh, when you've been around groups of people that you're uh, engaging with. They always ask, how do leaders embody that? What, what is it? Uh, is it, are they born with it? Uh, is it a learning experience? Is it teachable? And I think what you and I are, are trying to give our audience are these micro initiatives that can become macro mm. uh, impacts in their lives. And uh, in addition to that and their set point for happiness, they can produce, okay, they can produce the kind of leadership. EQ that they want in addition to their technical or business acumen and really, really exceed expectation. And as a matter of fact, you and I both know that leaders in the top 10% uh, generally produce twice as much revenue. That's leaders in the top 10% produce twice as much revenue to the organization as an average manager. That means a lot to an organization.
1: Exactly, Kath. And, and I think the people that we're working with, and that's what, you know, being able to bring both Kathy and I are coaches and um, consultants that we bring to organizations, is knowing some of the literature and some of the evidence based, you know, the secret sauce on, on how others can be in the top 10%. And, and the other question that we get, you know, and I think we all see is why uh, are emotions so challenging today? And I think one thing in general, Is, you know, we have kind of outsourced our thinking these days with smart cars, smart homes, um, and we're not taking the time to reflect on who we are and what our strengths are, what would be in that core circle for you. And um, as Kathy said, you know, we like to kind of think about these key things. Why are we talking about emotions in our book? Uh, what's happening in the workplace these days, 40% of workers report that their job is extremely stressful. And I think, Kathy, you you and I both have seen this. It's even more so. People are crazy busy on all the time. 25% of workers say they're often or very often burned out or stressed at work. And 14% of respondents, and this is uh, a... out of a uh, emotional incidents at work survey, 14% of respondents felt like striking a coworker in the past year, but didn't. 25% felt like screaming or shouting because of job stress. So they felt that way. They had these emotions built up. They were probably using one of the other EI competencies of impulse control, say, eh, if I slap someone or I shout at them, that's not going to work. But that emotion built up in them. And... You know, so what do you do with these emotions? You know, what are some of these laws of emotions? And maybe, Kathy, we can go through some of them, and then we'll get into some of the how-to stuff. So,
2: Yeah, and I think, yeah, when we think about this, RELA, I'd also take, uh, you know, another position which is not as familiar with our audience, which is if you are in a job or a role where you are working, on what we call uh, an emergency basis, okay? So that could be an EMT, uh, you know, uh, a helicopter pilot that's flying people who are seriously injured or critically ill, right, through bad weather, for example. Or you are um, law enforcement having to deal with uh, the unfortunate nature of these active shooter situations, how do, you, how do you use the laws of feelings and understand those electrochemical signals that are flowing through your body that are creating a reaction that you have to control? So, you know, we don't think necessarily that we're all EMTs or we're all responding to life-threatening emergencies. But the body doesn't know the difference. And the body will react as though it is. It's in our mind, in our laws of feelings, we have created that concept. And so if we create that, the concept that the body is actually responding to is just as exhausting, just as mentally, um, I want to say, real, Okay, as if they are in an emergency situation. hmm
1: Yeah. Um, and given so today, with why don't you know, you the take high emotions, some or, of these,
2: yeah, yeah, some of these laws of feelings.
1: Yeah, I think you know, given today, with some of the uh, <clears throat> mass shootings and, and emotions are just high in today's world. One of the things that's an interesting distinction, like you're saying, Kathy, is you get these electrochemical signals. Well. These are in the body, and feelings, to make, differentiate, are are how we interpret that. And feelings are how do we make a, a conscious mental experience from these sensations. And a lot of that goes back to maybe memory and what you've done before. So Antonio Damasio, uh, who is a neuroscientist, wrote, feelings are mental experiences of body states, which arise in the uh, as the brain interprets these emotions, so in our book we're going to talk about the distinction. Emotions are kind of what's motioning in the body. The feelings are now a kind of a cognitive approach to you know we interpret that these physical states. And what uh, Damasio says, some of these feelings are spontaneous, and while others are provoked. And, you know, some of them, let's say that's, you know, spontaneous, you burn yourself or you're not able to, you know, breathe well, Um, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have a certain emotion about that. But other ones are provoked, you know, and so some of them that we talk about, let's say uh, jealousy, that may be provoked. Or you, someone raises their voice at you and you're reminded in the history of your emotions of your parents raising their voice. That would be an example of a provoked emotion, you know, versus a spontaneous emotion. And what we know about, and you may think about in your family, that these feelings are contagious. And they may go from pleasant to unpleasant. A lot of the categorization of emotions goes to how intense it is and also. From pleasant to unpleasant, and so when you think about your emotions, you know where are they as far as intensity goes, and where are they in regards to uh, being pleasant or unpleasant. One of the things that Kathy and I are doing that that you can participate in, we have created a Emotional Brilliance survey that will be on the Leadership Development News uh, our page, where you can take that, and we really are trying to. See, what emotion or what feelings are most present with you? Which ones do you experience the most? Uh, which ones are the hardest for you? Which ones would you like to experience more? Where are you at being able to understand them? Where are you at being able to accept them? Where are you at being able to manage them? And so part of this is going to be in the book where we're going to look at, you know, some of the different populations that we're able to deal with around this And uh, on Leadership Development News under Voice America, we have a page, Kathy and I have, uh, under Leadership Development News. I don't think it's up yet, but it will be up shortly, that there will be um, a banner that you can click on and you can be a part of our research around these uh, emotions. So we're really uh, looking forward to that.
2: And I'd also like to add, really, that... uh we have some wonderful and amazing thought leaders from around the world who are participating in this research, and um, to that um, yeah, to that point, I think it's so important that each individual really understand their feelings and their emotions and the bodily sensations that those emotions evoke. Because the more you know about your feelings, Mm -hmm. the more you know about others, or the more you can at least build your own empathy towards others. And unfortunately, the less you know about your feelings, the more you will be a victim of them and project Uh them onto others. And Father Michael Mannion, as you know, one of my... uh, wonderful mentors, uh, Monsignor Michael Mannion, who's a chaplain for law enforcement and the FBI, uh, he always says that anger, for example, that is not, if you will, uh, transitioned, right? If it's not in some way released, it will be transferred. And it's so funny because we talk about um, smiling, right, and positive emotions, in the science of happiness and how we can release feelings in others by smiling and uh, doing what we call genuine acts of kindness uh, and expressing those feelings. But we often forget, as we say over and over again on this show, that, you know, emotions are contagious. And if feelings are contagious as a result of those emotions, then we can be repeating those negative emotions, and creating a belief about our environment because we don't even know, we're not even aware that we're repeating those negative mm-hmm. feelings over and over and over. So taking this assessment not only gives us wonderful information to add into the book, so you'll be one of our heroes uh, in participating in our emotional body and survey, but it's going to benefit you as somebody who takes the survey uh, in an effort to create awareness and getting you to think about when are your feelings at such an intensity and at such a quality that it's masking your ability to feel your environment and to experience life's beauty and um, all that we have at our fingertips that we can learn. Uh, and, and, you know, embrace because we're in a a place where we're not able to actually understand our emotions, and so the bodily sensations we have are masked. So it's so important uh, that we spend some time in self-awareness, and it's such a practical way to build those, if you will, bodily muscles uh, that help us activate and release feelings consistent with our abilities and consistent with our true perceptions.
1: And then, Kathy, we're going to come back to this in a moment because we're going to take our, our next break. And so you've been listening to Leadership of News. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
4: self-improvement career advice and a variety of other topics check us out today you're sure to find something of interest voice america variety talk on today's hot topics
0: voice america business network the bottom line in business
2: Emotional brilliance and trying to give you some insight into how to give yourself an opportunity to understand your emotions, your reactions to those emotions, and how you can, in very little time, create some micro initiatives for macro impact. And Riley, one of the things that you and I uh, have said uh, for quite some time, and I want to really uh, drive this home today uh, in the last half of our show, is that feelings aren't biodegradable, okay? They can contaminate you, and they can get you uh, into some hot water that um, could be avoided very, very easily, because negative feelings are often so much stronger than positive feelings. And, um, as you and I both know from our own experiences, uh, once we get to understand those feelings and the intensity and the quality of those feelings, we can actually control them. And uh, I'd love to, you know, kind of hear some of your thinking on that before we get into some tools and tips to help people get there.
1: Well, I think this idea of feelings aren't biodegradable, you know, some of this happened, uh, you know, this, I used to, I used to work in these Outward Bound programs and we'd be in the wilderness and I would see somebody in the river taking a bath. And I'd say, what are you doing? You know, that soap is going to pollute the stream. And I remember someone saying, oh, no, it's it's Dr. Bronner's. It's biodegradable. That somehow when the soap hit the stream, it would be immediately gone. And I think that concept, I think... We think that with our emotions, if we don't do anything with it, it's going to dissolve. And I think another analogy, it's almost like like mold in your kitchen, that if you don't deal with it, um, it grows and it can it can really contaminate you. And with these feelings, and we'll get into a little bit more with that, one thing we know, Kath, I just want to make sure our listeners know, and because this is so critical, and we may be thinking about some of the mass shootings that have, have gone on recently, replaying negative feelings injures the brain. And in, if you do that um, for five or ten minutes, it can destroy memory and emotional regulation. So if you're repeating this negative uh, feeling, some of this hatred, some of the things over and over, your ability to control yourself lessons, and um, Andrew Newberg and and Mark Walman are neuroscientists, and they said it destroys not only your memory, but what we're talking about here, emotional regulation with five to ten minutes of repeating it. Most of us are on autopilot, so what do we do? We don't even realize we're repeating the same negative feelings over and over, trying to make sense of it. But all we're doing is, why do they do that? How come that happened? You know, that's not right. And we went through it over and over, and we don't get to where you said, Father Mannion, we don't get to where we release it or where we can kind of manage it, which is some of the tools, you know, that we talk about. Um, yeah. And we basically...
2: Yeah, it's... it's base, uh, no, you go ahead and finish.
1: Yeah, let me just say a little bit about the biodegradable and then check in. So, And we basically get these don't feel messages, which em- emphasizes... Uh, don't feel, you know, let this, let these emotions sit there. And so what do we hear from growing up? You know, um, men and women, you know, get this, be strong. Um, big boys don't cry. Man up. Come on now, you're going to get over it. Oh, you're so sensitive. Uh, you're just too emotional. You know, maybe women get that a little bit more than the men. Oh, it's not a big deal. Come on now. Those are the messages that we get. So therefore, the message is, Don't deal with this feeling. And then what happens, it does not biodegrade and can uh, certainly uh, impact then your self-control, your willpower, you know, which then affects your effectiveness and productivity.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt that um, we, we are bombarded with more information than ever before. And unfortunately, that level of information, whether it's social media uh, or uh, you know workload uh, or just our daily routines, have gotten so much more complex. and as a result, you know that that bodily and muscle activation from those emotions, you know that bodily sensation that's being created. Uh, is very, very difficult for the body to release. And so one of the things we need to be aware of is where are we focusing our attention and how much of that quote-unquote feeling should we accept and move on from versus, as you said, sticking with trying to digest and analyze over and over and over again. And that's an unfortunate consequence of being bombarded with information and not being able to give your body, your brain, if you will, your feelings and the emotions that come with those feelings a break. Right. So, you know, to us, um, helping people, anybody who's listening and those we we care for in our practices, uh, why emotions matter. You know, giving them this insight into why emotions matter through our, you know, programs on emotional brilliance and understanding. Uh, Yeah, there's plenty of great data out there, whether it's from Newberg or Walkman or uh, any of these wonderful people we've been sharing uh, our stories um, uh, about and including them as references as we share. Damasio and there's many, many more but, you know, also the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence talks about what influences emotion and what emotions also influence, right? So, emotions influence our attention, our memory, and our learning. So, it's so important for us to understand where you focus your attention becomes a critical component of your ability to accept feelings, experience feelings, get through feelings and then move on from them. Right. But if you're constantly paying attention to negativity, I don't know how many people I've come across in the last couple of years that are are watching this, you know, these television shows, you know, like um ID, right? Not to say that these shows shouldn't be aired, but nothing is giving you pleasure and giving your brain a rest. Watching these television shows about murders and the consequences of somebody who obviously doesn't have their emotions under control (laughs) is going to lead you to a place that is going to be distorted. So your decision-making and judgment, if that's all you're focused on, is also going to be distorted. Mm -hmm. And that's going to affect your relationships and the quality of your relationships and your physical and your mental health. So it's so important that we balance where we're focusing our attention with loved ones, with information, uh, with uh, social media. And it's, it's very important that we pay more attention than ever before to this emotional balance because it's where our body sensations are going to be uh, if you will attacked or given the opportunity to get relief or body sensations that can be used to heal and renew.
1: Yeah, Kathy, I think you just trying to manage the dosage, if we're saying focusing ourselves on how we've been rejected, hurt creates uh, changes in memory and, and self, self-control, like you're saying, then what are we focusing on in TV where we get that yeah. over and over?
2: And so... Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to a quick, a quick break, really. and uh, when we come back, I really want to focus on what do we know about emotions in the workplace? Because that's where many of us spend a lot of our time. So don't go away. You'll be, well, we'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. The business
0: community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790.
1: Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, profiles and practice of top performers. We're talking about emotional brilliance. What are some of the, you know, the aspects of how you can take some of this information about emotions and feelings and use for yourself? When we stopped, uh, we talked about what goes on in the workplace, again, reinforces the don't feel message. So there was a Harvard Business Review article in 2018 that surveyed thousands of workers, and they looked at some of these four masculine norms which influence or kind of mitigate the expression of emotions. One, show no weakness. A workplace demands swaggering confidence. Never admit mistakes. Suppress any tender, vulnerable feelings. Two, strength and stamina are rewarded. Workplace prizes the, the, that just like on the athletic field. Extreme, extreme hours. Three, put work first. A workplace where nothing outside of work from uh, the organization can interfere. number four, Doggy dog kind of workplace filled with ruthless competition. And you think about these aspects, again, that reinforces the don't feel. So what do we typically do with our feelings? We hold them in. Someone says, how you doing? We go, fine. We hold others off. And then we hold on. So I think that's what we all have kind of been trained to do. Hold it in. Hold others off. Hold on. What do we need to do, and this is what we're going to talk about you know, more in our book, is we want to let it out. Well, how do you appropriately let it out? You want to let others in. Who are those ones that you let in? You don't want to let any, everybody in. And then I think you can better let go, you know, release those emotions. So the normal process, hold it in, hold others off, hold on. What we're going to advocate and give tools to in our book is how do you let it out, how do you let others in so that you can truly let go?
2: Yeah, it's fascinating that we learn these norms uh, in each and every organization and each and every industry has a specific qualities uh, for each of these norms. Uh, what I find really interesting is our friends at Six Second, you know, have been doing consistent research on, um, you know, EI and uh, emotional quotient and consistent with what you were just sharing really, um, EQ has declined since 2011 with the biggest decline in being able to navigate emotions um, yeah. and several scores uh, have stopped you know, declining to some degree. But the problem is that these declines make it harder for people to cope with the complexities of their lives. because you get one set of norms in the workplace. You get another set of norms sometimes in your religious community. Many people attend some kind of spiritual practice. And so there's another set of norms in that practice Right, your church, your synagogue, your mosque, um, your fellowship community, and then there's even possibly another set of norms within your home, within uh, a community where you have intact families versus integrated families. Right, where you have uh, you know a husband, a wife, and children versus Uh, a wife, a wife, and children, or a husband, and a husband, and children, or a family where there, there are children from multiple relationships. So all of these layers of complexity create opportunity to navigate emotions and for people to cope consistently. But when your norms are also creating distortions in your ability to create that what we call brilliant bridge, then your emotional intelligence will decline. And the bad news is that since 2011, emotional intelligence has declined by almost 5%. So it's even more important for us to understand ourselves, to create the secret sauce to create this brilliant bridge. And the good news is that after five years of a steady decline in overall emotional quotient scores, the fact is scores on four of these eight emotional intelligence, intelligence or emotional quotient competencies increased. And, you know, this includes empathy. Uh, and um, it also includes pursuing noble goals and so there are some things that we can turn to for emotional sustenance but we need to know more and more about ourselves and how we relate to those things
1: exactly Catherine I think in our book we're going to zero in more on uh, emotions what you know about them what are some things we're going to talk about some of this in our next show Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how do you let it out, let others in, and let go? What are some of the steps? What are some of the processes? And the end result would be this bridge, Kathy, that we're talking about, is that you know what is your go-to emotion, and then what are some of the secondary emotions that feed that, and then what are the actions that will help you. And like I mentioned, for me, I'm thinking about that, my go-to is empathy. And then that leads me to be curious about others versus judgmental. And then how do I do that? What are the behaviors that enhance the empathy and the curiosity is really listening and having a set of kind of strategic questions in my mind that uh, you know, allow me to be the best that I can be in that moment. So that's my bridge, empathy, curiosity, listening.
2: Beautiful. And, and as we said, you know, uh, the, these, um, these bridging techniques through understanding your secret sauce is so important. And so for me, it's flexibility is my first go-to, the problem solving that I'll need to get through whatever it is I am uh, experiencing, um, and then empathy. And when... Mm. we can really architect for ourselves what it is. That's our secret sauce. That brilliant bridge building becomes a natural equation for us. And I'm so excited that uh, we are doing these shows focused on the new book. And I want to say that I hope everybody stays tuned for the next show because we're going to talk more about strength, uh, about the, uh, if you will, con- content of these emotions, uh, how they have become emotions through subjective expression and physiological responses. And we're going to continue to build, and hopefully, everybody gets their own brilliant bridge to build.
1: Mm. Great, Cass. Uh, I'm excited about this too. So stay tuned for the next show. And then also go to our uh, page on Leadership Development News, part of Voice America. You will see a banner called the Emotional Brand Survey, and so we're just starting to gather data, and you can be part of uh, that to help us learn more and help people better uh, select just the right emotions to be the best that they can be. So I think that's it, Catherine. Our show, right?
2: Absolutely, and we're so happy that everybody's tuning in to tune up your emotional intelligence and soon-to-be your emotional brilliance. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers, with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.